2: a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team.
3: Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include the Senate is at odds over Title 42, China shuts down their biggest city over COVID concerns, And a major Philadelphia drug bust shuts down a meth ring. Here's your National News Recap for the week of April 3rd. The Senate Majority Leader is warning Republicans not to hold up billions in COVID relief funds over Title 42. That's the public health rule that allows illegal immigrants to be immediately turned back at the border that President Biden is set to end next month. New York Democrat Chuck Schumer said the relief package was negotiated in good faith and should not be held hostage to vote on an amendment to reinstate Title 42. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has said he will insist on a vote for the amendment. A successful vote would threaten the chances the relief package has of passing in the House. The United Nations is voting to suspend Russia from its Human Rights Council. The votes came in at 93 in favor, 24 against, and 58 abstentions. The General Assembly will suspend Russia's right of membership to the Council for committing gross and systematic violations of human rights. The GA needed to vote in favor by two-thirds to remove Russia from the Human Rights Council. President Biden is unveiling new global sanctions against Russia. Speaking to a building trade union conference in D.C., Biden said ongoing sanctions are wiping out the past 15 years of economic gains in Russia. He again condemned the Russian invasion of Ukraine, calling it brutal. A bill suspending normal U.S. trade relations with Russia is heading to President Biden's desk after easy passage by the House and Senate. The measure is a response to Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Before the Senate vote, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called Russia's actions in Ukraine brutal and horrifying. He said Russian President Vladimir Putin must continue to be held accountable. Ketanji Brown Jackson is heading to the Supreme Court after being confirmed by the Senate. Jackson will be the first black woman to ever serve on the nation's highest court. President Biden nominated Jackson to replace the retiring liberal justice Stephen Breyer. Former President Obama went back to the White House for the first time since he left office in early 2017. President Biden invited Obama to talk about the landmark health care law that has been dubbed Obamacare. A second person is in custody related to a Sacramento shooting that left six people dead. Smiley Martin was found at the scene with serious injuries related to gunfire and is accused of taking part in the deadly shooting. Martin is the brother of DeAndre Martin, who was the first suspect arrested related to the incident that also left 12 people injured. One of the men arrested, 31-year-old Davion Dawson, denies any involvement in the shooting. He was arrested after being found in the possession of an illegal firearm during the execution of a search warrant. At the earlier press conference, police said detectives do not believe that the weapon was used in the shooting. Dawson tells the Sacramento Bee that he is not a suspect in this case, but he is receiving death threats. Police have not yet confirmed any of the three men arrested so far actually fired a weapon during the incident. The search continues for up to five shooters. Detectives in Sacramento continue to process the evidence collected after Sunday's deadly shooting. Dozens of shell casings are among the pieces located on scene. Police say those shell casings have been submitted to a national database for what they call evidentiary review. Investigators have also received nearly 200 videos and pictures submitted by the public and ask anyone with such material submit it for investigation. There is a QR code set up on the Sacramento Police Department Community Evidence Portal to make the process easy. People can also call police dispatch or crime stoppers and remain anonymous. New York State lawmakers reportedly have a budget deal in place that includes a partial suspension of the state's gas tax. According to Spectrum News, the budget also includes a boost in funding to pre-K programs over the next three years and eligibility expansion for child care. In New York City, companies that offer childcare would get a tax break. NBC4 reports that the budget will allow restaurants to sell alcohol for takeout and delivery so long as there is food to go along with it. The budget was supposed to be completed by April 1st, but negotiations on key issues are delaying it. Police in East Point, Michigan, say the man accused of shooting two people in late March has been formally charged. Gerald McCrary, is charged with shooting a 63-year-old woman and a 57-year-old man inside a home on Veronica Avenue. The woman was the mother of McCrary's ex-girlfriend, and the man was the victim's brother. Investigations say McCrary went to the home looking for his ex-girlfriend, but she was not home. McCrary was identified as the shooter and arrested in Ohio with his father. He is charged with two counts of first-degree murder. New photos and video are out from NYPD as cops look for the suspect in a violent West Village sexual assault. Cops say around 6 a.m. March 27th, a woman jogging near Pier 40 was choked, sexually assaulted, and robbed by a suspect on a bicycle who then stole her phone. Police released images of a bearded man taken near West Street and are hoping someone will come forward with information. The 39-year-old woman was treated at the hospital and then released. The tourism industry in Alaska is hoping to bounce back from the economic hardships of the COVID-19 pandemic with this summer's cruise ship season. Dozens of cruise ships will return to Alaska's coast with the first ship scheduled to arrive on April 26th. This after the CDC lifted risk warnings for cruise travel but advised passengers to have up-to-date COVID-19 vaccines. According to Visit Anchorage, most cruises that come through south-central Alaska ports are one-way trips, giving passengers the opportunity to explore the region, which contributes to the local economy. Before the pandemic, cruise travel accounted for 40% of overnight stays in Anchorage. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news.
0: I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. China says it will take strong measures against the U.S. if the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visits Taiwan. Some Japanese and Taiwanese news outlets are reporting that Pelosi will visit Taiwan after she visits Japan this weekend. The visit has not been confirmed by Pelosi's office or the Taiwan government. A Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman told reporters today that firmly opposes all forms of official interactions between Taiwan and the U.S. and that the trip should be canceled. Sunday is the 43rd anniversary of the Taiwan Relations Act, which seals a U.S. commitment to provide Taiwan with self-defense. Finland seized millions of dollars worth of artwork that was headed to Russia under Europe's union sanctions. Finnish Customs announced Wednesday that it seized paintings and sculptures worth $46 million late last week. The artwork was in three shipments from Italy and Japan, passing through Finland on its way to Russia. EU sanctions on Russia includes a ban on the transportation of works of art. The biggest city in China is completely locked down. Authorities extended the lockdown to cover all of Shanghai today after citywide testing showed COVID-19 is surging through the city of 26 million. Shanghai reported more than 13,000 new cases Monday, up from more than 8,000 on Sunday. North Korea has a warning for South Korea. Attack and face a miserable fate little short of a total destruction and ruin. Kim Yo-jong, the sister of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, said today that recent remarks about preemptive attacks on the North were were a very big mistake in that the Pyongyang would launch a nuclear strike if provided. South Korea's defense minister said last week that his country had the ability to quickly hit another target in North Korea. Kim also said that North Korea opposes war but would respond to a threat. Cambridge University says two notebooks belong to Charles Darwin that have been missing for more than two decades have been returned. Brian Shook has more.
4: The university said the two notebooks were left outside of the librarian's office wrapped in plastic inside a bright pink gift bag with a note that said, Librarian, Happy Easter, X. One of the notebooks contains Darwin's famous Tree of Life sketch that maps out his theory of natural selection. The notebooks went missing back in September 2000 after they were removed from the library's special collection strong rooms to be photographed. I'm Brian Shook.
0: Pope Francis says that there is an increasing atrocity by the Russian army in Ukraine. The Pope condemned what he called horrific cruelties against unarmed women and children in Bushan on Wednesday. He said the blood of innocent civilians cried out to the heavens for an end to the atrocities of war. The head of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church has accused Russia of war crimes in the city near Ukrainian capital, after unarmed women were allegedly executed with their hands tied behind their backs. Canada is going to ban most foreigners from buying homes for two years in an attempt to cool off the white-hot real estate market. The policy was announced on Thursday and will also provide billions of dollars to spur home constructions. Home prices in Canada have more than doubled over the past two years, and in February, the benchmark price of a home shot up to nearly $700,000. The foreign buying ban won't apply to students, foreign workers, or foreign citizens who are permanent residents of Canada. A group of more than three dozen companies across the U.S. and Canada have begun a four-day workweek, pilot program. Supporters say it creates a better balance between work and family. A similar trial in Iceland found that it either maintained or increased productivity. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker.
2: And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. Union County is the first in New Jersey to offer interview pods to the public. Officials say the private spaces will allow residents to conduct meetings for public assistance via video conferencing. Union utilized money from the CARES Act to construct the cubicles, which are isolated and soundproof. They can be found in the county Social Services Building at 342 Westminster Avenue in Elizabeth. The pods will also be set up at the Department of Human Services Building in Plainfield. Three people, including a SEPTA officer, are recovering after being shot in Frankfurt, Pennsylvania. Police say this all began in the evening near Arit and Lyper Streets when a pair of women reported being shot in the area. Moments later, police discovered the gunman had barricaded himself inside of an apartment building along Lyper Street. That's when multiple agencies, including SEPTA police, surrounded the apartment before he opened fire, striking a SEPTA officer. Police got inside of the apartment minutes later and found the gunman dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The SEPTA officer was hospitalized in critical but stable condition, while the women were admitted in stable condition. Detectives are continuing to investigate the moments leading up to the incident. New Jersey is helping its residents reach their financial goals. The New Jersey Treasury has launched a free financial wellness website. It's called NJFin-Lit, which stands for Financial Literacy. Users can start with a check of their finances that takes less than five minutes. We'll also get recommendations that will help build financial skills on a monthly basis. The effort was introduced by the state as part of National Financial Literacy Month. From the 6ABC digital staff at 6abc.com, a drug operation that stretched from Los Angeles to the Philadelphia region has been broken up, resulting in multiple arrests and the seizure of millions of dollars worth of drugs. The District Attorney's Office in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, announced the results of a year-long investigation recently. The suspects were arrested during a sweep back in March. The DA's office said the investigation began in March of 2021. That's when an undercover agent was allegedly able to purchase two pounds of methamphetamines in Lower Marion Township from a 29-year-old suspect, leading to a large-scale methamphetamine drug trafficking organization that operated in the Philadelphia region. 25 guns, more than $135,000 in cash, and several other drugs were also seized during the takedown. The City of Philadelphia is calling on folks to join the Mayor's Commission on People with Disabilities. It's a volunteer commission that advises Mayor Kenney's office on ways to increase community access to government resources for people with disabilities. Veterans, visually and hearing impaired residents, African American, Indigenous, and people of color are among those encouraged to apply. Applying is easy to do online at phila.gov. Applications will be accepted through the end of April. From Chris Sheldon at Media for njcom Oysters from British Columbia, Canada that were shipped to restaurants and retailers in New Jersey and several other states have been linked to an outbreak of norovirus, the U.S. FDA announced recently. The oysters were harvested in the southern and central parts of Bain Sound in British Columbia and were sent to retailers and restaurants across the country, including New Jersey. People of all ages can get infected and sick with norovirus, and food contaminated with it may look, smell, and taste normal, authorities said. A person usually develops symptoms 12 to 48 hours after being exposed to norovirus, and most people with norovirus illness get better within one to three days. Restaurants affected by the contaminated oysters are working hard to remove them from kitchens across the Garden State. Governor Phil Murphy is teaming up with John Bon Jovi to help the people of Ukraine. Murphy and First Lady Tammy Murphy have launched a fundraising campaign with the New Jersey Rocker to fight food insecurity caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They hope to raise $1 million and then have corporate sponsors match those donations. The money raised will be donated to the nonprofit World Central Kitchen, which has been distributing food to displaced Ukrainians. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news.
5: I'm Cry Bennett with the Rowan News. Rowan University's College of Education is teaming up with New Jersey's Department of Education on a program to increase and retain diversity in the K-12 teaching with specific focus on men from disadvantaged or minority backgrounds. Funded through a 475000 grant from the Department of Education, the program Men of Color Hope Achievers, or MOCA, will focus on recruiting, preparing, supporting, and retaining males of color to earn certification through an alternate route program. The goal is to focus on Central and Southern New Jersey school districts to maximize the opportunity to diversify the teachers pipeline and to address shortages. In those schools, according to Game Team Jean Marie, Dean of Rowan's College of Education, and principal investigation of the grant, the college has an excellent track record of implementing programs to engage in rigorous recruitment and support strategies for teacher candidates. MOCA was developed in response to legislation signed by Governor Phil Murphy to create a two year pilot program to increase the access of disadvantaged or minority men to high-quality teaching opportunities, particularly in underperforming school districts. Rowan will recruit 25 participants each year from MOCA. Program participants could enter the program now and begin teaching as early as September, according to Jean-Marie. The program builds upon Aspire to Teach, an alternate route program already in place at Rowan, in which eligible aspiring teachers who have not completed traditional teacher training programs can achieve teaching certifications. MOCA will provide professional development training and mentoring-slash-coaching to men in the program as they work successfully to achieve their teacher certification, according to jean Murray. Additionally, the university will work collaboratively to create a community mentor network for program participants. Once again, with the Rowan News, I'm Kariah Bennett.
3: That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce along with the Rowan Radio News Team.
1: I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the Rowan University sports world. With Rowan University Baseball and Softball in full swing, we have a lot to debrief from the past week in Prof. sports. Starting with Rowan Baseball and their road matchup against Cabrini on last Friday, April 1st. Sophomore Ben Iervolino took the mound for the profs, pitching five innings, allowing three earned runs on six hits and two walks, including one hit batter on the afternoon. Iervolino also tallied four strikeouts in the winning effort. Offense in this game came in through a full team effort with six profs, tallying one or more RBIs on the day. Cabrini's starting pitcher Jonathan Baker battled through four innings, allowing seven hits, eight runs, with seven of the eight earned against Baker. With this 8-5 victory, the Profs improved to 13-4 on the season, while the Cabrini Cavaliers fell to 16-6. Shortly after, on April 2nd, the Profs will travel to Wayne, New Jersey for a road and jack matchup with the William Patterson Pioneers. Profs ace Eli Ataya took the bump for Rowan and definitely came to play, as he went the distance, pitching a complete game 9-inning shutout, allowing 5 hits, 1 walk, striking out 11 batters in the process after 118 pitches thrown. Ian Metzger, the starting pitcher for the Pioneers, had a performance to forget, allowing eight earned runs on nine hits in two innings and two-thirds. Ryan Murphy erupted for a performance that would arguably win him Jack Player of the Week in one game, hitting a three-run home run in the top of the second inning to extend the profs' lead to 7-0 to at the time. Murphy also tallied an RBI double in the top of the seventh to add a cherry on top of a stellar performance. After the bats got hot, the Profs defeated the Pioneers 16-0 in Game 1 and 14-10 in Game 2. The Rowan softball team also faced the William Patterson Pioneers this past weekend, but held home field advantage at the Rowan softball complex for doubleheader action. In the first game, Emily August took starting responsibilities, cruising to a complete game seven-inning shutout, allowing only four hits on 90 pitches, tallying 10 strikeouts in the process. Morgan Zane blasted a solo home run in the winning effort, while Brianna Bryant also drilled two RBIs for the Profs in a 6-0 Game 1 victory. In Game 2, Riley Lutz dominated through five shutout innings, allowing only six hits, striking out three batters in a 71-pitch winning effort in which the Profs defeated the Pioneers 10-1. Cat Thomas, Brianna Bryant, and Liz McCaffrey all produced two RBIs apiece in this one as the Profs would take their momentum to Rutgers-Camden, sweeping yet another doubleheader. With Emily August on the mound in Game 1, the Profs destroyed Rutgers-Camden 12-0 and 14-1 in Game 2 with Riley Lutz on the mound. With these victories, the softball team improved to 19-5 on the season while their male counterparts in the Profs baseball team sit at 15-4 on the year currently. Once again, this has been Danny Ryan with your news from around the Rowan University sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.
6: Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. A slice of pizza in New York City now costs more than a subway ride. New Yorkers are paying a little more than $3 for a slice, while a subway ride costs $2.75. According to reports, the two have hovered around the same price for years, or what was called the pizza principle, with New Yorkers being able to tell how much a ride would be by the price of a slice. However, higher prices for the cost of ingredients has now changed the standards. The nation's unemployment lines are the shortest in more than a half century. The Labor Department reports only 166,000 Americans filed first-time claims for jobless benefits last week. That's 5,000 fewer than the previous week's revised total and the lowest level since 1968. Britain is stepping up its development of nuclear power as part of an all of the above plan to increase the country's long-term energy security, create thousands of jobs and lower energy bills. The government has said that it could deliver eight nuclear reactors by 2030, bumping up the pace from one per decade to one a year. The UK is looking to move away from oil and gas and turn to offshore wind, solar, and hydropower along with nuclear energy. The target is to generate 95% of the country's energy from low-carbon sources by 2030. President Biden is one step closer to sending more military equipment to Ukraine even faster. More from Mark Mayfield.
1: The Senate passed legislation last night to revive a program last used in World War II. The measure now heads to the House. If it passes, the U.S. would be able to bypass hurdles and quickly resupply the country as it fights Russia going on for seven weeks now. This is viewed as a sign Western nations believe Ukraine can win the war. I'm Mark Mayfield.
6: Disney is behind an effort to bring more affordable housing to Orange County, Florida. Walt Disney World announced Wednesday it's donating 80 acres of land in Flamingo Crossings to the county to build 1,300 affordable housing units. County Mayor Jerry Demings says this is critical to building more workforce housing. This comes about two weeks after Universal announced plans to build 1,000 affordable units. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report.
4: And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Soros. The folks behind the Oscars moved up their disciplinary hearing against actor Will Smith. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences met yesterday to discuss what actions, if any, it might take. This all involved Smith slapping comedian Chris Rock at the Oscars after Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved hair. The Board of Governors was originally scheduled to meet April 18th. Smith's decision last week to step down as an Academy member is accelerating that timeline. That's because any decision to expel Smith would require a longer process, but his resignation means that's no longer relevant. The weekend is going to replace Kanye West as a headliner at Coachella. The out-of-time singer is taking the Donda rapper's spot after he pulled out of Indio California Festival earlier this week. He'll be joined by Swedish House Mafia to close out the Sunday night slot. The festival's other headliners include Harry Styles and Billie Eilish. Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are taking the internet by storm after heading to a wedding chapel to get married last Sunday. Everyone is trying to still figure out if they are legitimate since it's not clear if they actually had a marriage license at the time of the wedding. The couple seemingly went straight from the Grammys to One Love Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas. Ed Sheeran is claiming victory in his Shape of You copyright infringement case. The singer was accused of copywriting 2015 track O.Y. Oh by Sammy Chakri. Judge Anthony Zaccaroli of London's High Court rules that Sheeran had not plagiarized the song following an 11-day trial. Following the ruling, Sheeran and song co-writers Johnny McDade and Steve Mack issued a joint statement describing the toll the trial had on their mental health. Sheeran also shared a personal statement with fans via a video on Instagram saying that coincidence is bound to happen. Rihanna is making her debut on Forbes' billionaire list. According to this year's rendition of the list, Rihanna is now the world's richest female musician with a net worth of $1.7 billion. Most of the wealth is thanks to her Fenty Beauty and Savage X Fenty businesses. At the top of the list, of course, are tech moguls Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. HBO Max could be bringing back Sherlock Holmes to the small screen. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the streaming service is in early development with two series based on the well-known detective created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Robert Downey Jr. played the detective in 2009 and 2011 and is now set to be the executive producer of both series. However, it's not clear if Downey will actually get in front of the camera to reprise his role. A new PSA from GLAAD featuring a transgender teen will air on Disney-owned networks. The trans boy's mother speaks on trans rights in the spot. Disney's decision to air the PSA comes as tensions between the company and Florida remain high because of the state's parental rights in education bill. The media giant has pledged to help repeal the law. Outlets owned by Comcast, Warner Media, and Paramount will also air the PSA. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio.
3: And that wraps up this week's edition of the Roan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Roan Radio News team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day